Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. I hope you're well. I hope the Lord has kept you well, safe and sound. We welcome you to our live broadcast here on Bible In-Depth Network. And we thank God for you who's joining us from whichever part of the world that you're joining us from. We thank God for you. And uh, we want to take some time in the study of the Word and after get into prayer, and uh, you can invite someone to join us as we get into this moment uh, of study and of prayer. Because this is what we need as believers. We need to always find time and go in the presence of God because that's what's important for us, for anybody to survive in this Christian walk. You've got to have that moment where you always approach the Lord and you have fellowship with him. So we want to continue in that faith and in seeking God. Matthew chapter 21 verse 33 Matthew chapter 21 verse 33 That's where we'll be studying today. And it's a parable. We know that when Jesus is teaching and uh, as the disciples are being taught by Jesus, those that he chose to be close to him and even those that used to follow him, he uses parables. So there's a lot that has to be understood when it comes to parables and it requires the Spirit to reveal to us. Of course, there's, there's some revelation that we get straight from the description in the Bible of the parables. But then there may be some other revelation that God will give to you when you read these parables as well. And uh, in this one, this is a parable about a landowner. And... He says, listen to another parable. Now this is Jesus speaking. And he tells them, there was a landowner who planted a vineyard. Yeah? This guy had his land. He had either purchased it or he had inherited it, whichever it is. But he tells us this landowner planted a vineyard. So that's what they chose to do in the land they had acquired. And what did he do? He put a wall around it. Of course, you will believe that this wall is for demarcation or security that he's placing a wall over the land that they have bought. And he did not stop there. He dug a wine press in it. Yeah, because if it's a vineyard, then what it's it's what what is being harvested there, they make sure that 
they do the production yeah of the product and it comes out ready and then he says and built a tower of course the tower has lots of importance as far as security is concerned you can see from afar who is coming yeah now when this landowner plants this vineyard yeah puts a, ro- a wall around it puts a wine press in it builds a tower there he tells us he rented it out to vine growers and went on a journey because this is a sort of investment that the landowner is making he will plant it secure it and rent it out to vine growers these vine growers do not have ownership of land these vine growers do not own this land because it's not theirs in the first place they may not have the means to purchase land but they are farmers and they want to make a living all that they have to do is pay what is required by the landowner and everything will be fine so the landowner does all this and afterwards as the parable says the landowner goes on a journey now when the harvest time approached because he's planted it he's expecting his profit it's his investment when the harvest time approached he sent his slaves to the vine growers to receive his produce hmm? the rent these people were paying was not in cash they were paying rent in produce that you produce from whatever you get out from the harvest which normally was 25% of that which they got some would take the real money form of it others would take it in produce whatever it is uh, you are taking the outcome from the vineyard and you're paying at least when you get into their culture at least 25% you give to the landowner because you're doing all the work and you're making sure you're earning your living you take your living from what is left by 25% in most cases would belong to the landowner and that is the rent yeah that is what you're you're paying literally for for the rent so this vine this this landowner knows it is time for harvest and he sends his slaves his slaves are the virgins who say his workers his laborers but those are his people yeah and he trusts them because they are going to come with his rent or produce so he sends them he says go to this specific land you know my land you know where it is there are people that i rented out this land to these vine growers you go and get my produce and bring it home so these guys pack their bags and when they pack their bags they are off to the vineyard and in verse 35 the vine growers see that these workers of the boss have come the workers of the landowner they have come and what do they do they took the slaves and beat one killed 
the other and stoned the third. From this, we are reading that there are three slaves that have been sent. There are three workers that the landowner has sent. And one of them, they got him, I believe probably tied him up, got sticks or whatever whips they could get and beat him up thoroughly. Then they got the other and they killed him. Then they got the third and they stoned him. So, one is dead, of course. Two are badly wounded. These two take back the news to the landowner and say, you know what has happened to us? The vine growers, these people that you rented out your land to, have decided to act in such a manner. And we do not come back with your profit. We do not come back with your produce. We do not come back with your rent. They have decided to come and attack us and we have come back to you to give you news that we've not been successful and these people are not interested in paying what is due. So, verse 37, the landowner thinks and says, what should I do for these people? He says, he sent his son because now these, these slaves, probably they won't get anything for me. They will not listen to them. It's not going to succeed with them. So he decides, let me send you my son. So he sent them his son, saying, they will respect my son. This is what the landowner believes. That this is my blood. This is my very own child. When they see that this is my son, they'll respect him because when you see the son, you've seen the father. Because this is the heir to my estate. This is somebody whom they will look at and see the resemblance. If they've never seen him, at least when they look at him, they'll see the resemblance and say, that's my son. So he believes and says they will respect my son, these vine growers. If they fail to respect the slaves, I have not taken uh, police to them or law enforcers about what they've done and they refuse to pay my rent. Let me send them my son. That's the option I'm giving. So he sends his son and he's sure that they're going to respect him. He's sure that he's going to get the produce that he demands from the vine growers. Verse 38 When the vine growers saw the son, they called one another, sat in a small meeting, and they said among themselves, This is the heir. Hmm? This is the son of the landowner. This is the one who is going to take charge of this property when the landowner is gone. This is the one whom the landowner trusts. This is the one whom the landowner gives all. This is the heart of the landowner. This is the one, if we get him, and they set a plot, 
let us kill him. Let us end his life. Because we've got the person that is key to the landowner. Probably if we kill him, the landowner will be depressed, will be disappointed. He will not even come back to this land again. Because he will know the guys on the land mean serious business. The guys on the land kill. The guys on the land are intentional. If they want something, they are going to take it by force. Either they will kill you, whatever it takes, they will do it. So now, in their small meeting, they say, let us kill him and let us seize his inheritance. Huh? These vine growers think they've come up with a good plot. You know, there are people who always think that they can take over everything if they wish to, even if it is not theirs. It's very interesting how you would think that for something that you are renting, you are going to take ownership of that property, either by committing murder or by committing any sort of offense or kicking out the owner in any means you see best. And it happens even in the world we live in. People think they can take inheritance from others. People think that they can take the blessing of others. People think they can become the heir. They can replace the son of the landowner and take ownership. And we have seen it. There are people who go on and act in all ways they can to take jobs that don't belong to them. They will do anything to take the opportunities of others at the workplace. Some will go as far as witchcraft. Others will go as far as poisoning workmates. Others will go as far as speaking falsely because they want to take the blessing which belongs to another person. They are like these vine growers. They say, this is the heir. This is the person that is going to be appointed. Let us kill him and take their inheritance. Let us spread wrong information and take their job. Let us go to the do all sorts of craft and steal their blessing in life. We have seen these things. And I know you, you also who is listening to me. This you might have witnessed. But it happens. To think that you can take what does not belong to you. So, the vine growers think this is a good plan. And in verse 39, they took him, who? The son of the landowner. And threw him out of the vineyard. They felt that they should not even do this act from the land. They throw him out of the vineyard. I mean, this is not your place. Get out of here. You do not belong here. And they killed him. They killed the son of the landowner. And Jesus asks a question. 
in verse 40. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, because what comes next after such action, of course the landowner will have to come himself. He will have to come down and see the people who have killed his son. He has to come and see the people who do not want to give him his fruit, his produce, what belongs to him. And Jesus asks, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine growers? It's a question Jesus asked. Just ask that plainly. What do you think he will do? And now, it is time for the people who are listening to Jesus to give him answers. In verse 41, they say to him, He will bring those wretches to a wretched end and will rent out the vineyard to other vine growers who will pay him with the proceeds at the proper season. Now, the people is telling this parable know exactly what will happen when the owner comes. And they tell him plainly. Now, this is a vineyard. This place that we live is a vineyard. This earth is a vineyard. And God created it. And he created it and put everything that is required for it to have proper operation. All creation that we read in Genesis chapter 1, he placed in it. He gave us the trees, the waters, everything as you know it, as we read about it in Genesis 1. And he made sure that this place looks perfect and excellent. And he created man and placed us here on this earth to be a representation because there has to be a kingdom and this kingdom is governed by those that are created in his own image so he did it and all that he demanded of us is produce is a fruit and we read the word every day and we know what God demands of us. And we read the commandments of Christ. And we read that which he demands of me and you each and every day. Because that is the produce he needs. Enjoy everything else. But give me a fruit. Enjoy everything that I've created. Live in the land. Get wealthy. All I demand from you is the fruit. And the fruit that I have to portray is obedience to his commandments. I have to have the love within me. I have to have all these things. The fruit of the Spirit, that is what he demands of me. And he's demanded that from the beginning. That people obey him from the commandments of Moses. Shall not kill. Shall not lie. You shall worship only me. You shall do all that as the Ten Commandments. 
You shall not covet. You shall not commit adultery. Respect your father and mother. All that is what he demanded. That is the produce. Just give me that. Just give me that. That's all I need from you. And he sent his servants. He sent his prophets to warn because we do not give the produce. So he just says, give it to me. Give it to me. And we do not listen. And the prophets came and they preached throughout Israel. And they were telling people, walk with God. He needs the produce. He needs the fruit. He needs to see it. Do what he says. Do the commandments of God. We need that. He needs that. And what did they do? They stoned them. They beat them. They killed. They destroyed. They said, we don't want to know anything about you. This does not belong to him. This is ours. This does not belong to the landowner. We are taking it. Not people who believe that there is no God. That the creation of the world is just a matter of science. That believe that God does not exist. Such alike. They believe that they own this. And God said, let me send my son. Probably they will listen to him. Probably they will do what I've asked. Probably when he comes and he dies for their sin. Because they've already killed. They've already beaten the messengers. They've already done all for the first people, the three that I sent to come and take my produce. They've killed. I will not send them into jail. I will not send the law enforcers to capture them. Let me send my son. The sacrifice for that sin. And also that they listen to him. Now when he says, give me the produce, they'll give it to me. When he commands us to walk with him, when he says, I've brought salvation to you, now do the will of my father. And live lives that are worthy of the calling. Because that's what my father demands. What did they say? Who is this Jesus? Who is he? We will kill him. And that is what has happened. And he was killed. And even now, they feel that they own it all. But there's a question. What will he do to those vine growers? Judgment. Judgment will come. And on that day, everyone shall account for what they've done when he comes. And you're standing before him and you have to account for that which you have done with that which he gave to you. That which he entrusted with you. And in verse 42, Jesus says to them, Did you ever read the scriptures? And he says to them, The stone which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone. 
this stone which they rejected became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing the fruit of it. The vineyard will be taken from you and given to those who are producing the fruit. The kingdom of God, the goodness of the kingdom of God is taken away from those who do not bear fruit. And it's given to those who bear fruit. Those who give the produce. That is the amazing thing. And we need to understand that God is speaking to us and the scriptures are clear on us concerning bearing fruit. As a believer, as a child of God, as, as I may say, a vine grower, it is key for me to understand that God demands of me to bear fruit. And for everyone who is listening today, for you who is listening to me today, there is this opportunity that is laid down for us. That we do not act like the vine growers, but rather listen and do that which is required of us, which is to bear fruit. Because that's all he needs from us. And he says in verse 44 as we conclude, And he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but whomever it falls... It will scatter him like dust. If you get a pot and throw it on this stone, it is crushed. But then it is worse when the stone falls on the pot. The crushing is worse. And when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they understood he was speaking about them. Because the people of Israel, that's his first concern. But if they don't see it important and instead are looking to kill him, then it goes to the Gentiles. And we've read, we've read scripture. How it is extended to you and me. So they th- sought to seize him. They feared the people. Because they considered him to be a prophet. They want to kill him now. Just like he had told in the parable. But they are afraid of the people. Because the people considered Jesus a prophet. May God help us to be people who are walking by his command. May God help us to be people who are walking in fruitfulness. And I just want us to get into the time of prayer. And You know your life. You know your stand with God. And God knows you. And God sees you. And God has concern in your life. And we just want to spend time. Acknowledge Him as the one with authority. Honor his name and worship him. 
just want you to take time now and speak to God. We exalt you, O Father. We exalt you, the King of glory. We exalt you, the Almighty One. We exalt you, the One with authority. We exalt you, O God. There is none like you. We exalt you, our Creator, the one who has created the heavens and the earth and have blessed us here to worship you, to honor you, to lift your name on high. We exalt you, dear Lord, at this moment. Come on and exalt the name of the Lord. Exalt the name of the Lord right now with your words, with your heart, with your worship. Exalt the Abba Father. Exalt the King of Kings. Exalt the magnificent God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Exalt him right now. Shri Kasata Blaya Baba. Exalt him. Lord, you've demanded of us for that fruit that you desire to see. And oftentimes we have failed. Oftentimes we have rejected you. We have rejected your authority. And Lord, we request for your help. We request you. We seek you. We ask for your hand, mighty God. Because, Lord, we know that we can do nothing without you. We cannot live without you. And, Lord, we don't want to be in that moment of judgment where we have to account for what we've done and it's not a good report. Lord, help us bear fruit. Help us bear fruit. Help us bear fruit dear Lord because that's what you desire from us go on and speak to God speak to the almighty speak to the almighty right now and let him feel your life. Speak to the God of mercy. Speak to the God of grace. Shri Kasata Boyoshita Baba. Shri Kesete Yeshita Boyosika Baba. Shri Keseta Yashita Boyosika. the fruit of love, Lord. We seek that. Help us manifest in love. For scripture says, be therefore imitators of God as beloved children walk in love. 
even as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling fragrance. Help us walk in love, O God. Help us walk in love, O God. Because with this we imitate you, for you God of love. Help us walk in love towards our neighbors. Help us walk in love towards our friends. Help us walk in love towards our family. Wherever you need love, ask God to help you. Where there have been grudges in your heart, ask God to help you. Where there's been hatred in your heart towards somebody, ask God to help you now. And may he fill you with the love. Lord, help us. Help us forgive, Lord. For those that have hurt us, Lord, help us. Some of us have tried so hard and failed to forgive. But Lord, we know that with you it's possible. By your hand it's possible. Send that love to us, Lord, that we may show it to others. That we may show it to others. For Christ loved us that he gave his life as a sacrifice. Oh, what a love. Who are we that you loved us that much? We need that love. The everlasting love. Growing us, Lord, that fruit of love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. That's what you demand from us. And help us, Lord, to do that. Help us, Lord, to be patient people. Lord, help us to be people who are patient with others. Patient with matters of life. Help us be people who are willing to wait on you. Sometimes there are pressures in this world. Sometimes there are pressures of the world that we feel we have to get something. And we pray and maybe it takes long to come. And Lord, we try other options, but Lord, help us bear this fruit of patience that we wait on you. Because you send it in the right time. God will send it in the right time. God will send your husband in the right time. God will send your wife in the right time. God will bring that job in the right time. God will bring that promotion in the right time because he is not let. Lord, we know you are coming. Lord, we know you are coming for our sake. We know you are coming and you're coming in time. Your God is not let. He's coming. Your God has not forsaken you. He's coming. 
Your God has not forgotten you. He's coming. Lord, help us bear that fruit of patience. He's coming to heal you. He's not let. He's coming to set you free. He's not let. Your God is not let. Your God is not let. Your God is not let. That child will come. Your God is not let. You bear that child in the name of Jesus. He's not let. Shrike sitala baushataya baba. Hold strong to faith as a fruit of the Spirit. Have faith that it will happen. Have faith that good things shall come your way. Have faith that it will be done for your goodness. Have faith that the Lord is with you. Have faith that you will break through. Have faith that you will overcome. Grow the faith in us, O Lord. Grow the faith in us, King of glory. Lord, we have faith that we shall succeed in life. Lord, we have faith that we shall make it in life. Sometimes things have not seemed good. Sometimes it's felt like we are going nowhere. Sometimes it's felt like we are stranded. Sometimes it's felt like we are not making progress in life. But Lord, we've got faith that you shall come at the right moment and pave the way for us. Lord, we've got faith that you shall come to our rescue. Because Lord, those who have faith please you. Help us grow in faith, Lord. Because we cannot do it as men, but by your Spirit, O God, all things are possible. Raise your faith now. Raise your faith and believe in God. Raise your faith. Because His faith that moves mountains. It's faith that moves mountains. Mountains of cancer are moved by faith. Mountains of joblessness are moved by faith. Mountains of hatred are moved by faith. Mountains of curses are removed by faith. Mountains of all sorts are moved by faith. And we stand in faith today and believe you, O God. We stand in faith and believe you, O God, that if you've said it in your word, there is nothing too hard for you to do. Then, Lord, you shall do it. Then, Lord, you shall come out for us and help us. Then you shall come out for us and help us. We need you, heavenly God. We need you, King of glory. Peace in our lives, Lord. The fruit that you desire in us, peace. And we are peaceful people. 
There were not people who go out to hurt others. There were not people who go out looking for war and wrangles and causing conflict and hurting others. Help us, Lord. Now, we are not that type of people, but we are the peaceful type. Those that bridge gaps, those that end conflicts, those that go out to make peace. Help us be such people, Lord. Help us, O Jesus. Help us, O Jesus. Oh, Jesus, help us. By your example, even on the cross, you said, forgive them for they know not what they do. That those that were claiming your life, you forgive. Because you're the one who brings peace. And you brought forth that peace. And Lord, that is what we ask for, that you make us like you. That we are people of peace. And when they attack us, we give back love. That when they hurt us, we give back love. That we are people of peace. Then it will be part of us. It will encompass our lives. The peace that overflows, the peace of God upon us, we call for. Come on, ask for God to help you, make you peaceful, give you a peaceful life, give you a peaceful heart, give you a peaceful character. Because that's what he demands from us. That we're people of peace. Those that have been filled with hatred, Lord, replace it with peace. Those that have been filled with discomfort, replace it with peace. Those who've not had a day of peace in their life, Lord, bring peace. Peace at home. Peace in families. Peace at work. Peace in the country. Peace in the nation. Peace in the church. Peace in ministry. We seek Almighty God. Fruit of self-control. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. There are things we struggle with. There are addictions we struggle with. There are habits we struggle with. 
and as a landowner, you demand better from us. Help us, Lord. Help us overcome addictions. Help us overcome bad habits. Help us, Lord, control ourselves, the urge, the urges. For whatever urge you have, wherever your self-control has failed, tell God right now. Because he's hearing. He's going to come for your rescue. He's able. He is able. He is able to help you. He is able to help you overcome those drugs. He is able to help you overcome that alcohol. He is able to help you overcome adultery. He is able to help you overcome sin. He is able to help you overcome that addiction. He is able to build you, to help you build that self-control. He's never failed. And he's not going to fail today. Shrika Satabla Baba. Shrike Seteblo Yoshitala Baba. Our loving God. Our loving Father. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, that you gave your one and only Son for our sake. We exalt you, mighty Father. We exalt you, King of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the Word of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, BibleInDepth.com.